Welcome to Off the Cuff with SDJ, a podcast about everyday life from the spiritual, the physical, and the metaphysical perspective. Each week, I'll bring you episodes that have a casual, laid-back, informal, and spontaneous look at this thing we call life. I'm Sunny Don Johnston. Now let's get started. Hey, 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 friends. Welcome to Off the Cuff with SDJ. That is me, and today I get to um, interview a beautiful guest that I think that you are going to um, love, Lisa Clayton, who uh, actually is a colleague of mine. We um, we are well. We participated in uh, one of the books together, um, and I think you're going to love what she's got to say about well. I'll just keep that part a secret until we inter- until we interview her. But um, loves 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 angels is an angel girl. I know lots of you are angel people, um, and we're gonna get to know her in just a few minutes. So in the meantime, guys, as you're jumping on, go ahead and come on in, say hello. Let me know that you can hear me okay, that you can see me okay. Our sound is good. We are all good to go, and then we will get started, friends. Awesome. All right. Hey, Matt. Hi, Diane. Hello, Agatha and Jay. Hi, Gloria. Hey, Prem. Hello, Kathy and Mary. Hi, Michelle. Great to see you guys. Awesome. Beautiful, beautiful day today. Hello, Zora. Good to see you, my friend. Hey, Janelle. Awesome. Hey, Considy. Love to see you. Great to have you guys with us today on this beautiful, what is it today? Tuesday afternoon. Um, Hey, if you're on a mobile device and you got that little button at the bottom, you can share this interview. You can share it on your page. You can share it with your community um, and let them know, hey, they might want to come and join us because we've got some interesting conversation ahead of us. So, all right. Hey, Janet and Terry, Sharon and Gloria, Donna, and Helen, and Lee. Hi, Mary, and and Joyce, and Zach. Good to see all you beautiful souls. All right, friends, so let me go ahead and bring on Lisa Clayton. (laughs) Hello, my friend. Hey, Sunny. How are you, darling? I'm doing great, thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. I do actually love your angel wings back there. (laughs) Wings hanging on a heart with a heart connected to them. Love it. Yeah. I love it. Did you have that made for you or you found it in some cool shop? Oh yeah. Just down the street. My friend has a nursery and she has the coolest things. And so yeah. And then the heart above it was a gift. So oh, yeah. It. Yeah. Love that. Awesome. Okay. All right, friends. So um I'm gonna go ahead and read your bio first, Lisa, so people know a little bit about you, and then we're just gonna see where spirit takes us, okay? <laughs> Sounds great. Awesome. Okay, so um, Lisa A. Clayton is the founder of Source Potential Inc., a human evolution company. Lisa is a successful business entrepreneur, author, and intuitive spiritual leader who offers more than 35 years of experience in professional consulting, keynote speaking, and transformational coaching. While with Lisa's lifelong teaching and coaching philosophy of Learning from the inside out. Man, ain't that the truth. (laughs) Learning from the inside out. She has creatively combined her intuitive abilities with her heart conscious methods to establish the inner leader movement, focusing on individuals' unique spiritual gifts 
and life mission for moving forward with changes necessary for new earth living. And we got some new earth living going on as well, don't we? We sure do. We sure do. All right, Lisa, thanks for joining us today, my friend. You are so welcome, Sunny. It's I, I, You've just been one of the, my greatest teachers and mentors um, along this beautiful earth journey. And I just want to thank you for all your guidance and inspiration um, throughout the years. It's been amazing. So you are the, a bright light and amazing heart in this world that is so needed. So, yes, thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you, my friend. Awesome. All right, girl. Well, let's let's get into um, let's first start with um, how did we meet? Let's start there, because um, I think people are always curious, like, how do you cross paths with all these different people? So let's start there. And then I want to dig into what this inner leader movement is about for you. OK, so we met when you took over the uh, new 365 Days of Angel Prayer book. Mm -hmm. And then that's how I really got to know you. And then I started signing up for your classes then. So I did Body Revival. Wow. And I did a few other um, uh, classes with you because I you, what what you were bringing forth in the Angel book, I really resonated with. And that's where I know that I'm being guided to connect Mm -hmm. with people that can be teachers and mentors or inspirational um, influences in my life. And so we met through that project. And after that project, you invited me into the 111 morning meditations project that you put out. And then you introduced me to Kim Richardson. And I just kept going with contributing to compilation books, 52 well, weeks of gratitude journal and I'm in her latest one, the 365 days of self-love. Beautiful. And so you inspired me to bring forth my writing mm -hmm. and my author, my author abilities. And yeah. so that's how we met. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. We've got 365 days of angel prayers and I'm pretty sure you are a major contributor in here, aren't you? Yeah. Um, a full, like you have a whole chapter that you, that is dedicated, right? Yes. In May. Yeah. Okay. So May is, yep. I just, I just turned to it, May. The, um, so May, so Lisa has a whole um, chapter in here where she writes kind of a, um, a preface to that month. And then uh, all the different days of the, of the month uh, prayers are in there as well. So awesome. All right, my friends. So let's talk about, so, so first let's back up a minute. So, Back in back a few years ago, four or five years ago, you were out in the corporate world. So what were you doing in the corporate world? And when did you step into your um, your your guidance and said, OK, it's time to leave this and step into this? Because I think a lot of people are, are, are in that place or have struggled with that more recently. Yeah. So uh, in 1999, when I when I started Source Potential, my my intent was to bring more of the spirituality into corporate America. And so what was happening at that time in right when we had the millennium 2000, they they weren't interested in source. <laughs> OK, they were interested in the potential. So they said, you know, Lisa, we want to use you as a consultant, but not don't don't talk about that source thing just develop the potential of our employees. So I did, I created a learning, a learning um, 
method um, that was called Learning from the Inside Out. And it became very well known at three levels. I got I taught people how to connect with them, how to connect with whatever they were um, training. So I was a training specialist. I brought in soft skills programs to corporate America, uh, customer service, leadership, diversity and inclusion. Um, anything that was developing the employees um, on the what they called soft skills at the time. And so I, I was certified in a number of programs, personality assessments and everything. But yet every everyone was using my learning method to apply the learning to their to themselves, mm-hmm. to their jobs and to the corporate culture. So the three 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 prong process of getting people connected to themselves in the and the material, and then how to communicate with others, being great facilitative leaders, and then how to how do you, how do you keep a training program going that isn't just the flavor of the month? Okay, mm-hmm. that it really embeds into the um, organizational culture. So I had a lot of skills and a lot of ways to do that, um, yet. There was something, and I think you know this, Sonny, that kept saying, um, what about the angels? Mm-hmm. You know, what you know, the angels kept coming through and my guides kept coming through saying, This is all good and everything, but why am I still feeling miserable at the end of the day after teaching mm-hmm. uh, a big huge seminar or being a keynote speaker at a conference? It was just like something was missing. Mm-hmm. And that's when I took the big leap in at the end of 2016 after my last corporate contract ended, and I could have negotiated. Mm-hmm. And everything. And I was like, okay, no, this isn't, this isn't what I'm going to do. I'm going to sell my condo. I'm going to move. I'm going to be, I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to not, I'm going to get connected to my inside out, learn from my inside out and, and really um, focus upon being an intuitive and connecting with my, my resources. So that's how the inner leader movement was born. Um, because I did sell my condo and I had some reserves to invest in my own, my, my new business. Mm-hmm. So it was, um, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was the wake up call. It was those nudges in the middle of the night. It was like feeling in your, that, that, that pit in your stomach after you do something, you're like, there's something more. Yeah. 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 And you guys, all of you that are watching, you've all had that happen where you get this, this gut feeling like like the path that you're on, you need to take a right or you got to you got to stop that path. You got to start a new one. And, and it's interesting to me that this was back in 1999 that you started this company and then you were wanting to integrate um, source or spirit into the teaching. But uh, the corporate environment wasn't ready for that, which, yeah, we all get that. But but what uh, what got you on the path in the first place, Lisa? Because we all have a story, whether it's, you know, I've always been this way since I was a little kid or I had some kind of awakening or I had a, a, a dream or a sickness or a visitation. So what got you to have the awareness uh, on earlier than what is, um, you know, like it, it wasn't mentioned on the media. It's not like you could come across it on social media back in the day. So something had to be activated inside of you. Where did that come from? Well, you know, I'm a teacher. I was born a teacher, so a teach a teacher and a leader. That's my archetype. And 
when I was teaching school, I taught fourth, fifth, and sixth grade many years ago in junior high science. And my passion for learning was to, to get people connected, connected to whatever their passion was and to apply that learning um, for whatever they were passionate about. So I was a different type of teacher um, because I really got, I, I really was, um, <laughs> you know, when I started teaching, it's going to put my age on the, on the line here. We only had textbooks. There were no computers. There were no cell phones. There was no technology. And I was so frustrated with it. So because some of my kids couldn't read. So I, I constantly talked into my source and my guidance and I would, they would say, create this ancillary, create this, create this way to get kids. You know, I was the first teacher back in the day that got kids out of their desk and onto carpets. And I, you know, painted rainbows on the wall and, and had plants and animals in the classroom, which was unheard of mm-hmm. back then. And so it was, it was my soul's design to help people have an experience of learning. Mm-hmm. And that's how it and it just started evolving from there. I left teaching and I went to write textbook ancillaries, um, activities for teachers to make learning come alive. Mm-hmm. So my, my, my mission in life has always been how do people learn and and how how can they experience information and apply it to what they are aligned here on this earth to do. So this started way back with fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. And then I went into, um, when I went into textbook publishing, I also had an opportunity to become a consultant speaker to go around to all these conferences and everything. And then I found a professional training company who hired me and I started doing training for them. And that was my specialty. Again, they'd hand me the curriculum and they'd say, Lisa, make it come alive. Right. And I would always tap into source and say, okay, so how do I do this? You know, oh my gosh, I just have this big project and it would just all come, come through. Yeah. So it was, it was activating, like co-creating throughout Mm -hmm. with Devon, with the angels. You know, I started talking to the angels when I was six years old Mm -hmm. and I would always go to them as my resource to say, what do I do now? You know, oh my gosh, I'm at this life changing, you know, I, I, I wasn't, I was going to be a school teacher for the rest of my life and that changed in eight years. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, I was going to be a corporate trainer. Oh, this is going to be forever. Nope. That changed in 10 years, you know? So like source kept coming through and that taught me that I really needed to help other people feel that within them, that, right. that beautiful source knowing that soul knowing to align their beautiful gifts, their beautiful talents, um, and apply that to the work to to what if it's a stay at home mother to a corporate executive, right, right. So, so yeah, you actually were <clears throat> connecting, communicating with the angels way back when you were young. Yeah, were you trained that way? Like, was your family that way, or had you mm-hmm. started having experiences and and you were like the odd one out? Yeah, I definitely was the odd one out. And so it's not usual that that we are the not not odd ones out. We're generally the odd ones out. So, okay. Yeah. 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 So I didn't talk about it. Well, I did in the beginning when I started having conversations. And then, you know, my parents told me, you know, that that is nonsense. You know, what are you talking about? You don't talk to angels. And I was brought up in a very religious 
um, family background. So it was only like God was outside of us and was going to punish me if I, you know, did all these things. And so religion actually scared me. Sure. And that's when I started going to the angels and asking them. I actually asked them at six years old to take me back because I didn't believe what people were teaching me, what they were telling me that somebody, because somebody's skin was a different color or that they're, um, were, they were from a different religion that I wasn't to talk to them or have anything to do with them, sure. that there was something, you know, so that really bothered me very, very young. And so that's when I started talking to the angels, they gave me signs and they said, sorry, you can't come back yet. So here's what, here's how we'll help you. Just listen, tune in and listen and really, really connect with us at all times, because basically you're on here, you're here on an assignment. <laughs> right. right. You're on assignment and you got to get your work done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. It's, it's always um, interesting when we can look back and see how how a, a particular thing moved us in a direction and then it moved us in a direction. And, and that's the one thing we're guaranteed is change. It's the thing people like the least, but it's the thing that we're guaranteed. So we might as well embrace it the way I look at it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I look back now and I mean, it wasn't it a lot of my changes were very painful, very disruptive. And they, and actually a lot of people were disappointed or hurt or, you know, when I packed up my bags and I would leave, mm -hmm. but every single time when I got that feeling and I got that message, I knew I couldn't deny it. And that's right. what I'm helping people with in the inner leader movement is when you get that message and that feeling, it's time to bring forth your um, connection with that, mm -hmm. uh, with whatever that message is. If it's time to leave a relationship, if it's time to, um, you know, get healthy, it, whatever it is, mm -hmm. it's, you know, that's the connection that, that it's, it, you know, it's the wake up call. Sure, sure. So I, I think one of the, the challenges in teaching, because I, I feel like I've, I've been a born teacher as well, but I never got, you know, um, a teaching certificate. Um, just life gave me one of those. Um, but I think that a lot of times it's hard to teach discernment. So when you said, you know, in their leader movement, one of the things you help people to to, to um, get clarity on is if it's time to leave that relationship or if it's time to make these changes, how do you help people um, discern or understand what the message actually is, Lisa? Because a lot of times, you know, fear blocks that message. Uh, we talk ourselves out of it. Our head sees it one way. Our ego hides it. So how do you teach people to discern what that step is with clarity so that they can move forward? Yeah. Uh, so I'm a heart math um, certified trainer and um, master trainer and coach. And so heart math tech tools and techniques get you coherent. Mm -hmm. So the first the first approach to receiving and taking action on any message that you get is that you have to have this coherent communication between the heart and the brain. Like you just said, Sunny, the ego is going to start spinning it. It's going to start blocking it. The old story of who you think you are comes up or who you, who you've been told or taught that you are is going to come up. Or who you should be, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. And, and so Getting that clear neural pathway from the heart to the brain. And, you know, heart math, they're called heart math because of the science right. behind the physiology of getting coherent. So I always start with the, the physiology 
of, of, of someone and saying, okay, let's learn how to calm the nervous system and get that beautiful, coherent flow from the heart to the brain. So then you can look at the situation or receive the information and discern. And how, how does that feel? You know, because it has to have, you have to have clarity. You've got all this confusion and you've got all this stress and anxiety building up inside of you. You can't make clear, uh, conscious, um, higher consciousness um, decisions. Right. So then once we get coherent, then it's like, okay, so let's tap in to your resources, your higher self, your angels, your guides, see what they have to say. We used to do a transmission. At that point, and we take that information and then we apply it to what the earth situation is and right. make a plan for it because I that's what I've done all my life is help people um, do businesses or or create businesses or create um, different plans for their life. So that's how the inner leader movement is structured is we always start within we get the within coherent and we apply. Uh, we get rid of those old stories yeah. and then we tap in with above and then we apply it to whatever the situation is for the earth below. So it's kind of, that's why I, I think I put on the, um, the sheet to you. Um, it's, it's called the awe in you above within and earth below. So it's this circuitry of connection. So there's resources of, that you have in your higher self and above resources that you can tap into and get information but the main information comes from your heart's in your heart's intuitive intelligence. Sure. I mean, that's source, period. And so it's learning how to tap into that, read it, um, believe it, <laughs> put act upon it, yeah. and make those changes. So you know, it's coming out of the head and into the heart. Yeah. So for people that don't know, I, I am not trained in um, heart math, but I'm very familiar with it and, and know all about the heart coherence. So could you give, for those of you that are watching right now, Lisa, can you give them a, a two, three minute, one, two, three step kind of thing to help them recognize what that even looks like or how to get there to, to, as a first step? Yeah, sure. And then the first step is heart-focused breathing. So you just, um, and I always encourage people to put their hand over their heart and just Ask the mind to focus on the breathing and bring the heart, bring the breathing slow and deep into that heart area. So the usual the rule of thumb is five seconds in. So a nice deep breath into that heart area and slowly out. We're just going to do this for about two or three breaths. And now activate a regenerative feeling such as appreciation, gratitude, love for someone or something in your life. And keep that heart-focused breathing going as you activate that feeling of gratitude, appreciation, or love for someone or something in your life.
And now radiate that feeling first to yourself. And then radiate it out to others. Beautiful. So how's that feel, Sunny? That feels great. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I combined a few of the heart math techniques. So heart focused breathing is the foundation technique. And when you do heart focused breathing, what you're giving your body a signal to do is to come into neutral. So if your heart's beating fast and it's on a nervous pace, or if it's beating low or in a depressed state, it comes up into neutral. That heart rate variability comes into neutral. Then when you activate a positive renewing emotion, such as love, care, appreciation, gratitude, your heart sends a message to the brain to start producing DHEA instead of cortisol, slows up the cortisol production because those emotions are aligned with the vitality in your system. And then when you radiate it to yourself, and then to me, this is the energetic part that I love because I think, you know, everything's energy. So it's right. like you radiate that to yourself. This is the heart lock in and then you radiate out to others. You're sending out that coherent wave mm -hmm. of what your heart has settled into, which is appreciation, gratitude and love. And that and the heart's electromagnetic field can be measured you know, up to six feet outside the body. And so people can feel, that's why you sense when you walk in a room and no one's saying anything and you can sense what they're feeling. It's because they're, they are broadcasting from their heart's electro, electromagnetic field what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. And that's been proven scientifically. So I would say, you know, once, once you start practicing these techniques, you have, I mean, you have the power to create these coherent, environments yes. all around you and then energy travels it it, it 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 has no distance so you can radiate that out to wherever you want to send it right I with my mom all the time she's in florida i'm in california you know and every day when i get up i i send her a heart lock-in like i love what we just did together and she'll call me it's just really funny because she'll call me and she's like so are you doing that intuitive stuff again <laughs> I felt something, you uh -huh. know. So it's um yeah, but that's all about that's the getting that coherent wave from the heart to the mind um flowing so that you can um yeah, create that in your environment. Mm -hmm. So and that's such a beautiful way to yourself, most important. Yes, and pull yourself into into presence because that's the other thing that it does get you out of your head and the crazy shit that's going on there and gets you into your center is actually where who you really are, right? So for those of you that are just watching, yeah. could you could you feel that connection? Could you feel that settling and that calm, that presence, that coherence? Because I think that to me, it's always pulling into my heart center, always. And I think it's helpful like you to put a hand on, like to pull your physical connection yeah. so that you're recognizing not just the, 
energetic aspect, the spiritual aspect, the mental aspect, the emotions, but that you've got the physical connection to say, okay, my presence is here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that heart is so amazing, Sunny. I mean, it's like, I always, when when I'm working with my clients, I'm saying, let's give gratitude for number one, the physical capability of this heart. It's keeping us alive. When it stops beating, we're done. Okay. Okay. And then it, the heart sends more messages to the brain than the brain sends to the heart. So it has this beautiful mental capability of calming the mind that I, and, and then, and then the emotion activating those positive emotions. I mean, emotions don't start in the brain, right? They start in the heart. And then the spiritual part where I have experienced in my intuitive work that when we come into the coherency of the heart, that just sends a, being that just sends a signal okay i'm ready yeah. i'm ready to receive yeah. okay so spirit bring it on you right. know yeah. bring it on you know like what is it that you want to fill me up with today or send with me so i just believe the heart is just such a magnificent mm-hmm. organ and all multi-dimensional levels mm-hmm. and it is just something that we take for granted yeah. yeah. Well, and I think a lot of people don't don't recognize or maybe they don't even know, but I've always felt this way. Couldn't really explain it. But um, I, and I'm going to mess it up because, guys, I do not have a scientific mind at all. But Lisa might well help me because she's a little more that way than I am. So um, what they've discovered, though, is that the heart actually has more. I don't know if I want to call it brain cells, but it does have more brain cells in it. The heart does than the brain does. So that heart activation, it's kind of like, to me, it's like, okay, where do I want to put my attention? My nature is to go here. But if I pull my presence here, then my heart is guiding me. And 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 for me, that's a better place to be. The, the head the ego, isn't. that's not always the road I want to go down. Um, but they've done a lot of science and you can learn a lot about heart math and and um, heart variability, and you can get, you know, I got the little, um, the little measurement to tell yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, the mm-hmm. little thing that tells you how to, so that you can tell when you're in that space, mm-hmm. which you can tell on your own, but if you don't know, if you don't know what you don't know, then it helps to have something that tells you, oh, yeah, you're there now, so you can start to, to understand it, but isn't that, isn't that true, and do you, uh, maybe I'm not using the right words, but is that, isn't that true, the, the case of the heart having more um, brain cells than the brain itself. And it might not be called brain cells, but. They have, yeah, and and the science, that the science has has shown that the heart has, the the heart has cells that are like the brain. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that was really a big discovery um, in saying that, wow, this is, is, there's an intelligence here. There is an intelligence here that, you know, we've been mind trained. I mean, we've been mind trained, but we haven't been heart trained. Right. And really tapping into that, what I call intuitive intelligence, because I feel like the intuition, we get it in the gut, we get it in the third eye, but we have so much of it right within the heart. Okay. And so that's where I, I call it the intuitive intelligence of the heart mm-hmm. and to use it as our that's what the inner leader movement's about is, is that it's the inner leader. This is the inner leader. (laughs) This is the inner leader. It's not this, you know, I teach people like this is a resource. You can, we can't do without it. 
And it's operating our autonomic nervous system to keep us alive and our hormonal system and all these beautiful operating systems. It's like it, it but it's it's not the driver. Right. Okay. Right. It's the resource. We can access information, but this is the inner leader. Right. I love that. And and, and it's so true. And I think the more the more that we we recognize where the true power is and where we uh, claim it to be, then the more we create from that space versus yeah. this space. And that this is kind of the outer, to me, this is the outer leader. Yep. This is the inner leader. I love that. Tell us a little bit about your inner leader um, program as we kind of get to, to um, wrapping up, Lisa, as, as far as um, inner leader movement. Like what what is it? So I know it's focusing on people's spiritual gifts to help them move through life and what more grace and ease and to make changes that they need to make? Or what, what do you find that, um, that, that uh, is really the foundation of that movement? Uh, it's a connection. So it's, it's, and what I, what I, what I refer to the inner leader movement to is, is a circuitry of connection. Mm -hmm. So it's like a, a beautiful flow of above within and earth below. And when we, tap into that circuitry and we connect at those three levels of living, then life becomes a lot more navigable. Um, it becomes a lot more resourceful. Um, we, we come into our power to create our own life experiences when we are tapped into this beautiful circuitry. So it is, you know, how do you, how do you connect with your higher self? How do you connect with the guides? How do you connect with this beautiful um, heart intuitive intelligence? And what are you connecting to on earth? I mean, what is it that's that, that you absolutely love and are passionate about? Mm -hmm. So it is, I, I just call it a circuitry of connection. Um, you know, the soul, my, my belief and my studies and, and into the soul of who we are is, is that the, the soul is asking us of three things, connection, security, and satisfaction. And so that's how I weave the inner leader movement is to make sure that that's what the soul is receiving connection, security, and satisfaction. So, you know, Sunny, we've been on this journey long enough to know that if we're all spiritual and we're just out there doing the spiritual work, we're not, we're not grounded into the earth's reality and creating our own life experiences. We, we can imagine that we are, but we've got to make a living. You know, and, and we and we ha and we're contributing in um, the the systems that we presently have. Right. So we so we have to learn how to connect all of those beautiful synergies that we have, those resources above, within, and earth below, and that's what the inner leader movement's about. Beautiful. I, well, you, you can't you can't get through this life with with just one. Like no. it, you have to find a way to bring harmony in into um, all of the aspects. If you don't, your body is vacant and then disease, illness, yeah. kinds of things get manifested that way. Absolutely. That's awesome. Beautiful. I love it. So Lisa, if people want to find out more information about um, the Interleader program, do they go lisaclayton.com or where do they go? Yeah, Lisa A. Clayton, because there's a lot of Lisa Claytons out there. So I use, that's why I have that middle A for angel, <laughs> but it's really, 
<laughs> but it's really Ann. Lisa uh -huh. A. So it's LisaAClayton.com and you can go on, on there. And then I do have a YouTube channel that I just started up and it's kind of fun. I do a weekly uh, wisdom mantra every week. So if you want to get connected there too, you can get the weekly download from the angels. And I have a little intuitive uh, animal spirit that I bring on Indigo Mystic and she chooses angel cards. So that's kind of fun. So YouTube channel um, is Lisa A. Clayton and my website, lisaaclayton.com. Awesome. Awesome. So you guys can go and learn more about that there. Now we're going to dive into a few just off the cuff questions because this is off the cuff. Um, and so Lisa, first question is, um, if you could go anywhere in the world today, after being locked down for a year, where would you go and why? Mm. Well, the uh, first place I would go would go see my mo my mother. Okay. I haven't been able to travel to see her, and she's almost eighty seven. And I wanna I want to gain as much wisdom as I can from sitting at her feet and listening to her stories mm. and just being with her. Mm -hmm. And then the next place I would go, so I would stop and see mom. Right. And, then, and then I would um, probably, it's just so fascinating you asked me this because I just had a, a call this morning with um, a colleague of mine and planning a trip to Egypt um, to go into some of the sacred temples and everything. In. And so Egypt would be one. Um, there's a real strong calling for me to go there and receive some information in that portal. And then one, and then I would go from Egypt and then I would fly right over to Mount Shasta. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. so yeah, I love, I love the Shasta energy and being in California. Um, I've only been there once in the whole time I've lived here. And there is a reason why that again, I'm energetically pulled to the areas where I um, am called so wherever the portals are that are where those multi-dimensional frequencies are coming through mm -hmm. yeah yeah i was actually scheduled for a trip to egypt in the 90s and it we were leaving two days after the bombing in front of the embassy there um, so our trip was canceled and i've never i haven't gotten there yet so that's also on my list that's yeah one yeah Love it. Love it. I also love how I asked you one place and you told me three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I work, Sunny. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Um, all right, Lisa. Uh, what was the most challenging job you've had? Ooh. Wow. Um, the most challenging job I've ever had. I've loved everything that I've done throughout my life, but I think the most challenging job was growing up on the farm. Yeah. And, um, and witnessing um, the life, death, rebirth cycle with animals. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't eat meat when I was a little girl because, you know, my dad would, you know, you think it's funny. You're like, oh, look, it's um, Daisy on the table today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and um, 
one of the, the hardest things that I had was listening. We were, um, I, I grew up on a dairy farm. And so it was like listening to the mothers cry after they took the babies away from them. And, and then just the, the hard work, the, the, the challenge of the weather and, you know, in, in farm families, they had a lot of children so that, you know, that was how they sustained um, the living. And I was the oldest. So I was the oldest of four siblings. So I had a, a whole lot of responsibility early on at six years old. My mother put a baby in my hand and said, here, take my, 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 my baby sister, Laura, take care of, you know, help me take care of her because she was milking cows and plowing fields and doing all of these things. So that was my most challenging job was growing up on a farm. Yeah, that's, that's such an interesting answer. And I love it because I think that um, shows how, especially for sensitive people, how challenging that can be. Yeah. So do you, eat, do you eat meat now? Do, uh, I'm sorry? Do you eat meat now? Did you, did you become? Very little, very meat? little. Yeah, I, I, I tend to eat more fish and um, more plant protein. Mm -hmm. um, it's still really, really hard for me, you know, and I, and I, and I will, but it's not something that, but I only, if I eat meat, it's, it's, I know that's grown in the pasture out here in Half Moon Bay. And it's, it's, it's um, more of a humane way to treat animals. Yep. And so I stay away from all packaged or pro processed um, that comes from a, a factory or anything, because that was another thing that one of our field trips in elementary school was go to a slaughterhouse. Wow. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and it's like I'm glad I missed that one. I'm glad I, I haven't eaten meat for thirty years, so I, um, I totally get, and that, and that's why it's not because I have judgment on anybody. It's because I felt the energy of the animals and and their pain, and yeah. I could, couldn't do it. So, um, so I totally totally get that. Okay, um, let's see. What is your greatest quality? Oh wow! I think my greatest quality is. Um, Oh, in, I think it's my, intuit, my, my intuitive ability to read um, people and to read their energy and to feel their heart and sense their essence. And I remember when I was in corporate training, people used to say to me, how do, how do we do what you do? And I didn't even realize that I was using my intuitive abilities, abilities when I was in front of a group of 35 people teaching them a training program because I was reading the group so well. And I could change like that. When I could read that they weren't getting it, I would stop and I would make adjustments. So I think that's my greatest gift is my ability to really connect with the essence of who people are. It's one of my core values that I have on my, my heart that I look at every day is essence connections. That's, that to me is a gift that I have that I can really tap into what people are feeling, thinking, sensing. And I've used that all my life as a teacher, as a professional trainer, and now as a full-time intuitive mentor to people. Yes. So yeah, that's what I would think would be my greatest gift. That's such an important gift and one that I think everybody could nurture. Everybody has mm -hmm. intuition. Everybody can tap into that intuition and it could be nurtured um, in a way that could make major changes in your life. I agree. And the people always say, oh, you have this, you know, intuitability. I said, so do you. Uh -huh. You have it too. You have it too. You just, you know, that's what I, I do in the inner leader movement a lot is help activate yeah. that 
intuitive sense so that people can navigate through life through with more meaning and more connection. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful, Lisa. All right, sister. So one last message for the audience that's listening. One thing you want to leave with them. Oh, wow. Just stay true to who you are. And, and, and if, and if you're having confusion on who that is, (laughs) you know, get, 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 find a good mentor, find a good teacher to help you release all those old stories and peel back those layers so that you can feel joy and feel love and feel this passion for being here. This this earth is like the Ritz-Carlton of the galaxy, okay? There's not any other planet like it, mm-hmm. um, at least for what we know in our galaxy. And it's like, enjoy every single moment of earth living, but really stay true to who you are. And if that ne- if those nudges come, they're going to keep coming. They're not right. going to stop. <laughs> you know that's funny. It always wins. Don't even just stop the fight right now. Not even worth it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, my friend. I greatly appreciate you being on. For those of you that are watching, again, you can go and check out Lisa at lisaaclayton.com. So please do that. Thank you so much for listening to Off the Cuff with SDJ. If you gained some knowledge, if you felt a connection, if you got some ahas or insight into this thing we call life, if you feel like you're a little more elevated than you were before you listened to this podcast, then please subscribe to this podcast. And if you're already signed up, please rate and review it. I'd greatly appreciate it. If you want to get more information about me and what I have to offer, go to my website, sunnydonjohnston.com. Thanks so much, my friend, and I hope to see you next week.